Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, GU corner, half back, flat, on two, ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42! Blue 42! <laughs> Brock, do you remember any of Steve Spurrier's great quotes? Oh, he had a little fun with Tennessee, I believe, didn't he? Yes, he did. Is he beat them like a drum? Yeah. Can't can't spell citrus without UT was one of them. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty he, good. He, he he also he also had one on uh, recruiting against Alabama. Said in twelve years at Florida, I don't think we ever signed a kid from the state of Alabama. Of course, we found out later that the scholarship they were giving out at Alabama was worth a whole lot more than ours. <laughs> uh, you know, he's a uh, he's quite a germaphobe. He's like my older brother Damon a little bit, like Stelton. As he's gotten older, yes. So you know what I would always do to Spurrier, being the, the germaphobe, is he kind of tried to stick his hand out and just kind of give you knuckles and stuff, and I'd go right in, man. I'd give him a little side hug and everything, make him just squirm. Very, very uncomfortable germaphobe. So, Power move by Brock. I try. Yeah, I try every once in a while. All right. Question one, Brock. How are we supposed to feel and what are we supposed to do about Alden Smith? Yeah. Two days after he signed a contract with the Seahawks, he was involved in an incident where a guy is saying that, that Alden choked him to the point that he was unconscious. He's wanted in in Louisiana. The Seahawks have said they're aware of the situation. What do you, what do, you do in this situation? He's not going to be here long, Danny. That's what you're going to do, and, and you're probably going to recoup any guaranteed money you, you put out in that deal because I'm sure there was language in that contract that forfeits that and – and you know, for for, and I, and I hate to rush to that judgment, right? You're innocent until proven yeah. guilty. So I hate to rush to that judgment. But if you're going to ask me on a on Tuesday morning, the day after this breaks, the fact that there is supposedly video and the fact mm-hmm. that they rushed and and were able to you know put out a warrant for his arrest spells really poor things for Alden, who has no margin for error, who. Um, you know, who who went through this, who made horrific choices in his past of both substance abuse and more in particular the domestic abuse, Danny. And and so I I don't think you're going to have I don't think you're gonna have much much patience. And if if that video and the Seahawks and the NFL security and the Seahawks security will all have access to that. And I would think once they have access to that and if indeed there is video of him doing that, he is not going to be a Seahawk long. Brock, does this change your expectations for this defensive line? Because me personally, I was all right, he can help out, but not really dependent on the guy. What does that do for you? Well, I got news about Sheldon Richardson yesterday, right? We, when we hear these, this news and when it breaks, uh, oftentimes it is after the team hears of it. And, and it looked like Alden and his representative called the Seahawks after this incident had happened. And, and so was it surprising yesterday that we heard that maybe the Seahawks were interested in Sheldon Richardson and, and, and possibly who was the other, uh, D tackle, the old D tackle. Maurice Hurst. Maurice Hurst. That it was, boy, is that just coincidence or do they know a little bit more than we ever know and certainly know beforehand and thus continue to add to that defensive line? I said it yesterday. I said it last week. I'll continue to say it all the way through the draft. You could never have too many pass rushers and seeking those guys out and turning over every single stone. And there are some veterans that are still out there you know, hoping to get signed and waiting to get signed. So uh, if indeed this plays out the way that I believe it will, um, that if there is video 
that that shows this this act and there is an arrest and a, and a warrant out, then Alden's not going to be here and another Seahawk defensive lineman bump will probably be signed. From the 580, remember when Aaron Donald beat a guy, it was on video and everything. Oh, wait, how about we just wait and see what happens before he's cut? I, I think that's a fair point. Here's what I would do if I was Seattle. There was though. never he, a warrant out for Aaron Donald's arrest. Correct. There, there was never the police had never said, and that's based on what the victim had said. I right. get his point, but if I'm the Seahawks, I go to Alden Smith and I say, "Tell me exactly what happened." Yep. And if he says, "I'm not going to get into that," you release it. Yeah, if was, he tell yep. if go he ahead, tells dude. you if he tells you what happened, he better tell it 100 percent the truth. And yep. if there's anything that comes out that veers away from that story, kind of in the way I think of Kareem Hunt, where his story immediately you saw, okay, that's not. If he lies to you, you cut him. And if it turns out that he in any way initiated this or could have avoided it, boy, I, I don't I don't see how you continue to employ him. But I get the point of there's we don't know we don't know his side of the story yet, but yep. man, there's not very many sides of the story that are gonna yep. explain why you choked a guy outside a coffee shop at seven thirty PM in New Orleans. You sound like Coach Shepard right now. Oh. The way that you just spoke to me, Danny, and spoke to the audience was like Coach Shepard, my old QB coach, my rookie year. He said, listen, when you go talk to Holmgren coming off the field, you be honest and you tell him the truth. And don't you try to spin it when he asks you why. You make sure, don't, don't be cute, don't be long-winded, tell him exactly what happened uh, because that's the info he's looking for. He's not looking for any half-truths. He's not looking for what you should have, would have, could have done. He wants the blunt, honest truth in that moment. Question two. Brock, the Broncos and the Texans have some guys show up to these voluntary workouts. Um, are you surprised that guys are showing up? And if you were in their shoes, would you be showing up to these workouts? <laughs> What's my contract status? Right. <laughs> where, 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 where am I? Where am I on the pecking order bump? Am I fourth in the QB room? Hey, I'm, I'm, you're, 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 you're a second-year guy. You're number uh-huh. three on the depth chart. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Like in. most guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm going in, Coach, like I told Ricky Waters, you know, my for the first game of my second year when we were down whatever, 35 nothing the Dolphins, and I got the tap on the shoulder. You're going in. I told Ricky Waters, I'm going in. I'm going. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad we're down thirty-five nothing. So. <laughs> Go get him, Tiger. Just, just shut your mouth. Go in there and try to do something. All right. <laughs> so not not a surprise at all. It will be fascinating to watch how the teams play this. If they're still going to be hospitable in their negotiation behind the scenes, or if these teams and, and the owners are going to put out their video, right? I mean, the, the players went very, very public last week. That was their move in the negotiations. They felt like, hey, man, we're going to we're gonna try to, to put this out there and put the word out and try to have as much consensus as they had. They still don't have, what, would they have two-thirds of the teams put out a statement as yeah. far as some of the solidarity? And even with that, some of the teams said, hey, we still respect the rights of players. And, you know, and now what, what – <laughs> Now when do we start seeing some of the Sasquatch videos? I saw Mike Kliss in Denver with the video by the fence of Drew Locke, you know, walking in there with some of the other no. guys. And, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah, that's we're going to try and spy to see who that's is showing guy. up to that's work out. Mike no, Chris, it's right? Ki- Kiz- Kizla is the one that I had. Oh, Kizla. <laughs> Kizla is the one that called me the weak white man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, but a weak white man. Oh, you, you are a weak white man. <laughs> 
Oh, no, there were, there were some videos. Those were reporters that were out there trying to do the eyewitness stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of curious when maybe the team leaks. Oh, look, at there's 40 guys in the weight room, right? Gosh, funny how, much, funny how much consensus and how strong those statements are. But there's a lot of guys that need that, what is it, 300 bucks a day per diem? You know, they need that, like you you were sharing Bumpus last week with us when you were an undrafted free agent, trying to work out and get your reps in and, and you know, get, get to know Matt Hasselback a little bit, try to do everything you can to fight to make this team and make your name and, 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 and make a moment. And, oh, by the way, yeah, get, get you know, 1500 bucks a week and a free place to live and some meals. There are a lot of guys that were, are still scratching and clawing for that opportunity. Question three. I, I, I do like I do like that understanding of your spot on the food chain, and then also the team saying, "Oh, huh, great attendance today." Without ever like that, it's, it's kind of like the low key response, right? Yeah, well, you saw the the statements about not participating. It's like yep. we've had a number of guys show up today. Which which team will it? Which coach will it be? Which owner will it be? And just be like, oh, just great to see the guys today, right? Who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna leak that to Shefty to Glazer? To, to one of the power brokers, the information broker. Uh, Who's going to be? It's, okay. I would say that it's someone like Sean McDermott. It's going to be a defensive coach okay. who wants to who wants to make the point. It's someone who feels they don't – like the, they're sort of making the name for themselves as the big the, the, the big swing and whistle in, in town. It's not Belichick. Belichick doesn't have any need. How about to America's prove team? Like, have they, did they have oh, that's a good call. And in, it's in, not the coach; it's the in, owner. That's right. At the yeah. first call. Oh, that's a there. good call. What do you think? Oh, just so great to see the boys. Yeah. <laughs> take America's team. That's a good. That's a great point, Brock. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I go with your choice. It is. It's America's team. All right. Question three: Why is baseball instant replay so much freaking worse than football instant replay? No, it's awful. Gracious. I hate it. Is it less I want hours? It, I want is it the wheel? I, is it? Is it? I want you know? it shot into the sun. They they don't know what they're doing. Right. That so we're talking about the stolen base last night with J.P. Crawford, where he comes off the bag for a second, and then there's the question of whether the tag was actually on him. First of all, I I think that's the wrong way to use instant replay. Like why? Are, who cares if he if the tag beats him to the base? I can see that being reviewable. Yes. Using replay to determine did he main con- maintain constant contact with the base while the ball was held against him Correct. seems to me such a nitpicky, stupid way to use instant replay. That's the first part. The second part is you couldn't see if Crawford's fingertip came off the bag. Yeah. I, he was called safe. I don't see how you actually had the evidence to overrule it. Like It wasn't a clear error because you're like, was his fingertip off the bag? I don't know. End of discussion. You don't prove that it was wrong. What are they doing? You know, we obviously have plenty of mandates in the NFL and in college football of what's not reviewable, right? You can't, you, because people would say, well, hold on. If it's the camera's on and everything's in play, is reviewable? No, no, pass interference isn't reviewable. There's plenty of things. Holding's not reviewable. Lots of things aren't reviewable. Yeah, I think in a, in a transition to the bag via, you know, a throw at, the, at a bag, at the plate, at any of the, any of the bags on a steal or first, third, or whatever – it is not reviewable if for a microsecond a player's fingertips come off the back. That is not a reviewable deal. Because just with the inertia of a slide and the movement of a slide, you may have a millisecond where that player's you know, uh, hand comes off the bag and, and gets back on there. 
because that, that to me, just, it just breaks the intent, right? The intent of replay is to get a, an obviously wrong call fixed. And gosh, that, that, that's, a, that's a tough one. In fact, the other day, a couple weekends ago, Titus was pretty upset after a, after a scrimmage that he was in. He's playing first base, and, and he's you know, at the age now where they, they lead off and, and you know, can get thrown over to first base and everything else. And they had played a team the week before in a tournament where the first baseman kind of kept the glove down on the hand and everything else, right? So Titus did that, and his coach said, We don't do that! Throw it back! And I was like, oh, well, I kind of like that. I mean, it was forceful. He wasn't tearing Titus down, but boy, Titus was he's like, I'm just trying to do the right thing. You know, I, did, I didn't know we didn't do that. You know, I didn't know that we didn't keep the glove on the guy the whole time. And, and you know, there's just a, a right way to play baseball. And I think there are some of those right replays, Danny. But then you know what happens. Okay, so where, where else are we splitting hairs? I think that is some of the challenge with baseball review versus its peers in other sports. Get rid of it. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Just deal with the human error. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I think people are trying to make this game too perfect. This world ain't perfect. The games aren't perfect. Just deal with it. Move on. Get rid of it. You feel the yeah, same way with replay at the end of Hoops games? Yes. Yeah. yes oh, I do. completely. God, it's, yeah. it's just as bad. Yeah. It's made, when you try to use the freeze frame to, to determine who knocked a ball out of bounds. Whose last little piece of fingertip? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I don't think. Brutal. E- even if it's technically right, I still think it's wrong. If that makes sense, well, like I I'm like, no, it will take two or three minutes, oh, especially it at takes the a end time. of game, yeah, which creates another timeout, can stop momentum, and yeah, football is a game that kind of stops and starts. I, I think we have, you know, certainly have thousands and many more thousands of hours at the wheel and time on task in replay blues in football than you do with baseball and basketball that is still on a learning curve. But man. Those end-of-game moments in basketball is terrible. And, yeah, like last night with that just millisecond of a finger that was possibly off the bag, it just doesn't doesn't feel like that's the intent to replay. No. Heck of a Mariners game, though, huh? Oh, my goodness. Was that Very fun. good. Who'd was you, that Bill what was your son pitching for the Dodgers last night? Oh, Dustin May. I, I, I call him Ginger Squatch. <laughs> like, we're Ginger Squatch because he's like 6'6", six, six, and he is just hair everywhere. Yeah, Ginger yeah. Squatch, they've... They, they've got a couple of very prominent Squatch-like gingers between he and Evan Turner. Well, tell me the last reliever. I guess Edwin Diaz, obviously, who was, who was filthy in that season. But Kendall Graveman stuff. Yeah. Tell me the last five relievers for the Mariners that have had that kind of stuff. 97 sinker? Yeah. 99 on your hands? Yeah. Whew. Whew. Tell me the, the, the last. Tell me the last reliever you remember that would come in and make you hold on to your your back pockets and 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 grip and pucker the way that Rafael Montero does. Is it a, is it an experience? Is it the Rafael Montero experience at this no, point, Brock? Sign aboard. Yes. Yeah. Like he, each time, I'm like, assume the position because man, this is going to be a nail biter through the finish. Don't walk the ninth guy in the lineup. Oh! Do it. Don't do and it. Get ahead. Oh, two on Mookie Betts and hit him in his arm. All right, we've had enough with you, Brock. Brock, <laughs> we right, appreciate boys. it as always. Uh, tell Titus to keep the keep the tag on. Don't don't let that coach bully him. <laughs> Talk to you Thursday, boys. All right, See that you, is Brock, Brock Heward on Blue Forty Two.